Welcome to the Digital Broker Podcast with Steve Anderson and Ryan Deeds, where we help agents and brokers drive profitability through operational excellence. Welcome to Digital Broker. I'm Steve Anderson, along with my co-host, Ryan Deeds. And today, we're going to jump right into a conversation about APIs and why in the world do you care? Woohoo! Woohoo! So this, you know, Ryan's over here smiling because this is, a you know, a bit technical with some absolute practical applications for virtually every agent broker that might be listening to this. So that's why we decided to kind of go into this, set the foundation, I've talked about it a lot. Ryan's actually programmed into APIs. And so I'm going to throw out from the very beginning, Ryan, what in the world is an API? So when you look at the the letters, API is application programming interface. Um, and I think most people probably have some kind of understanding of that. But when when I think of an API, what what I think of is a whole lot of capability that I'm able to access with a little bit of programming. And the companies create these hooks for developers to create value on. And really, I, I think that the advent of it was the Apple Store. When you look at the Apple Store, the Apple Store doesn't have inherent value by itself. Where it has value is that the developers came and created a whole bunch of applications on the Apple Store, which then made the Apple world extremely valuable because that's where you would go to find the applications. And so most companies that are coming out today, especially um, the, the technological startups that want to build an ecosystem around, they are coming out with these application programming interfaces that allow somebody that's relatively low tech um, to be able to do some really, really neat stuff. And just a, as a quick use case, I, I could never write artificial intelligence, right? I could, I, I, it's something that you'd have to, I'd have to spend a ton of time doing and I just, I, I don't feel like it's something that I have the time to invest into. But if an, if an AI vendor like IBM Watson had an API that said, hey, send me this sentence and I will tell you if that sentence is a happy sentence, a sad sentence, and what the key elements of that sentence are, and then you can get that data back. Well, that may only be five or 10 lines of programming code that you had to do to be able to access that whole AI ecosphere. And, and so it just gives you some advanced capabilities that you would never think of. And so I think it's, in, it's very important for us in the industry space to be aware of what functionality we can do quickly that will have an impact. And so when people talk about APIs, that's, tr that's typically what they're talking about. Give me some kind of gateway that I can access easily that gives me the functionality that you've created your value proposition based on, if that makes sense. Yeah, I think it does. Um, quick point, IBM Watson does have an API do. that anybody can access. Um, uh, the more you use it, then you start paying. Uh, and, that, and and again, that's for me, the whole idea is I can leverage what somebody else has built and, you know, you and I are not going to build an AI. That's right. In fact, even machine learning platforms, other people are doing that and, and, and specializing in that. But we can go in and actually tap into the, the functionality, the benefit of what they have built uh, and not have to actually develop it ourselves. So I think that's a, a, a key area there. And so is it just access? Is it 
moving data back and forth. Uh, so your iTunes store, the Apple store, is actually a, a great example. In fact, I wrote an article quite a few years ago now, maybe three or four, five maybe, on why agency management systems should become like the Apple Store. Sure. Right? So if I want claims, I, I buy the claim app. If I want policy processing, I buy that app. If I want, you know, texting, I buy that app. If I want, right? That's because right. they all adhere to a system. They all can communicate with each other, but every developer has created their own version. That's why you have multiple apps, right? One does it better than another or differently or differently whatever, or right. whatever <laughs> that I can access the capability. Uh, and, and frankly, that's why I think the iPhone actually took off was because of the app store. Oh, it did. And what's maybe interesting, it is to me, is that Steve Jobs never wanted the app store. Right. The the iPhone, the only apps you could get on the iPhone the first year were what Apple put on there. Right. He was finally convinced uh, by a group of people that developers could develop faster and more variety. And so that's when it opened up. And again, very still very tightly controlled about what you can do and how you do it. And look at the billions of... Salesforce, same thing. Salesforce is the exact same thing. I mean, you go into Salesforce, you build an application. Now everybody on that platform can have access to that. That that bolsters the value of the platform. Because, I mean, why didn't Windows Phone work? Windows Phone was actually a pretty darn good phone, but nobody is building for Windows Phone, right? They were late to the game. You had Android and Apple already had market saturation. And so when Windows Phone comes up, and they were even incentivizing with thousands of dollars for application builders to build apps on their platform, but nobody would do it because my target market was so narrow. With So if you're trying to decide, do I go Android or do I build for Apple or do I build for Windows Phone? Windows Phone was way down on the list. You were going to roll out stuff on Apple and Android way before that. So then there was no inherent value in the platform because there were all the things that your phone couldn't do that everybody else's phone Every, could do. Exactly. Right. And so <clears throat> Salesforce is the very similar. I mean, and so I think that the goal of so many of these technological companies, and that's why you see these APIs be offered for free. Most APIs that are out there today, like Mailgun, Mailgun's a great API. API. It's for email processing. And you can actually set it up so it'll grab your incoming email and then parse out what's important and drop it into a file for you. And you can do 10,000 of those a month for free. Well, that's because they want developers to build on their systems to provide value to others around them. And they make it very easy. All the Vision APIs that I've played with, and I've played with four specific ones, have a 10,000 a month limit because they want to help you build value into your product before you start incurring cost. But it gives you a lot of room for experimentation and playing around. Um, but most modern companies today, you know, have have those hooks in them. Payment processing through Stripe. I mean, when you look at how easy some of this stuff is now, it, it doesn't take a super, super technical person. It just takes somebody who, who can read documentation and put stuff together. And I think that's the potential benefit and why we're talking about it, because agents and brokers, even smaller ones, potentially can tap into solutions to problems that you have in, in the agency by tapping into what others have built and done. All day. And, and you know, common example, at least for me, is Zapier. And I know, Ryan, you've mm -hmm. done a lot with that. 
And I have a free account. I actually don't pay for it yet. I probably will here shortly because uh, some of their more premium platforms uh, allow me to are going to allow me to do more. But here's something I built. I am not a programmer, but using the Zapier platform and what they call Zaps, I was able to literally drag and drop this process together. So I read a lot of books. I buy a lot of books. I like keeping track of what I've read, so I use an online platform called Airtable. Mm -hmm. I have used Zapier because Airtable is a platform that Zapier talks to, and Zapier has an email parser similar to your mailgun, mm -hmm. so I can send in Outlook automatically using an Outlook rule my confirmation from Amazon email when I buy a Kindle book or any book, typically it's Kindle, buy a Kindle book, that email is sent to a very, my own address at the parser. I've mapped where the data is in the email and it's consistent. And it pulls that information out of my email and automatically moves it and adds a new row mm -hmm. in my books I've read Airtable database. Yeah. Now, simple solved a tiny problem because I would have had to type all that stuff in mm -hmm. or copy and paste it. It's done automatically. I don't have to worry about it. That's just a tiny example of connecting platforms together and the benefit that agents and brokers could have. That's right. When you look at Zapier, uh, Zapier I mean, it's Z-A-P-I-E-R, right? Mm -hmm, right. So the API is a key part of it. One of the things that we did for our agency, uh, you know, I do write a lot of code, but I'm always cognizant of how much code I'm leaving, you know, I put into my agency. So if I can find a low code solution that other people can manage, that's a better solution because then I don't have to maintain that code. So we wanted to run the sales contest. We wanted to have a cold call day. So we use a product called Formsite that's just an easy way to create a form and we use that all over the place. Well, Zapier has a connection to form site. And when my, so we said, okay, producers on this day, you're going to come in, you're going to start cold calling. And you're, every time you make a call, you're going to put it in the system and you're going to indicate if you have an appointment or not with that, with that person you called. So they come in in the morning, they were filling out this form. Zapier would get the result and then it would push it into a SQL table. And then we would render that in real time via Power BI. So we had the sales contest going on where everybody was competing. All the producers were competing against each other. And there was two teams. And throughout the day, the whole agency could see who had made the most calls, who had successfully set the most appointments. And then there was a, a reward at the end where the losing team took the winning team out for beers. You know, and that and, and that was a no code solution that was able to be thrown together in about 10 minutes through a mashup of, of things that are out there. And that's something anybody can do. You can go get a form site or a, there's a, a million different form applications out there, but you can go get one of those. You can create five fields to it. You can have it populate to Airtable or something else, and then you can write a report on that. And it's very it's it's simple stuff. It's more taking the time to have an awareness and knowing that there is a way to accomplish that goal. It's just finding out what block, what do you need to follow to get that done? Yeah, what pieces fit together and how you do it. In my case, it was an email I know I got, right. being able to pull data out of the email that was consistently in the same places and then move it into, in your case, it was the same That's right. thing, just different platforms being used to, exactly to be able correct. to do that. So why don't we have more of these? I mean, I think that if you're a, if you're a new company coming up, you, you, you have an API strategy. 
You do. I, I Very rarely do I see new companies that don't because they really want to create an ecosphere and get people dependent upon that API. The older organizations, the ones that have been around for a long time, have a harder time figuring out how to share what capabilities to share with who, how they deal with authentication, how they deal with security, how they deal with moving that data back and forth, and then the sophistication of the person that's going to be using it. If all the folks that you were addressing were were not high tech and could never leverage it, they're probably a lot less inclined to build out that API than folks that are clamoring. If, if all of us that are listening to this, the millions that are out there listening to this, <laughs> rise up and we go to a carrier and say, hey, we need an API, I'm pretty sure that carrier will figure out how to get us some kind of API that then we could iterate through. Right. And, and, and utilize. That's right. So this may be heretical. I may get lots of pushback on this, but with APIs, do we really need to worry about data standards and upload and download and kind of that literally 1990s, 1980s technology that we're still using because it works with APIs, each agent and broker theoretically could create value and solve their problems that they are trying to solve for their own clients. That's right. Right? The, the, the challenge is, I mean, from a developer standpoint, yeah, I want it to be standard, right? I mean, because when I write an API hook into something, or and what you're really doing is the whole secret, and an API could be called a web service, a web hook, you know, there's a multitude of different names. So I was, so I, actually, I was going to ask you that question. Yes, there are. Are there really any differences, or is it just a bit different technology and how it's implemented? Well, I mean, a webhook is is uh, very different than a web service. A web service would be a comprehensive list of functionality that you can do, or a webhook may be just, hey, every time a person walks through this door, I want you to send a message to this webhook, and then the webhook is going to do something with it. I'm going to display that, hey, somebody walked through the door, and you're seeing this a ton in, with this, uh, you know. Internet of Things, as, as more and more sensor data happens, there's more and more webhooks that are out there, right? Well, and I'm, I'm familiar with that because in some of the the marketing stuff in my platform, I actually use webhooks uh, sure. quite a bit. Sure. So it's a HTTP post, That's right. right? A little technical stuff there. Yeah. but uh, And just to, you know, for our listeners, to give you an example, one of the things I do with a new contact that's added to my... CRM and marketing automation platform is I send a web hook, an HTTP post with the email address as part of it to a service that has an API that actually does research based on the email address of all the social platform where that email address shows up as a user ID. Nice. So I, I probably have 10 different platforms. The two I concentrate on are LinkedIn and Facebook. Sure. And then that brings that data back, adds it to my database, and then I have a campaign that's automatically fired off or started, uh, for example, that will send an email out two weeks later for those that have a LinkedIn profile. Right. And the email says, hey, looks like you're on LinkedIn. I don't know if you know I am also. Love to connect with you. Here's a link to my profile. Right, nice. So again, for me, it's a automated, way to begin or add another piece of engagement. Sure. Uh, and I could do that with Facebook and I could do that with several other platforms. But that's the 
Yeah, I mean it, that's the potential benefit. And and you, we were talking earlier. You you had another example of vision API, right? Right. I mean, yeah. And and so like I think about <clears throat> a lot of times we're, we're we're in this industry and we see all the cool stuff that people are doing, and and we're overwhelmed by our inability to tap into it. And sometimes maybe we get frustrated because why can't we do that? Well. You can. And I think a, a key that Steve had indicated was you've got these large brokerages, these large carriers that are doing some really neat stuff. APIs is a normalizer. APIs with, with good research and good resource allocation, you can be just as fancy, just as cool, just as frictionless as those folks because there is so much capability today. Think about it from a quoting process. A customer calls you and says, hey, I live at a 111 you know, Seaside Drive. If you had a tie into Zillow's API where you could type that information in there, could Zillow push you back the type of roof, how long it's been there, how far away from coastal it is, all in a second? Would that make the consumer experience more effective? Would that make your rating more accurate? I mean, and those capabilities are out there today. That is not far away. You know, for us, one of the things we do is we upload our, we anonymize it, but we upload the addresses of our of our clients to Geocodio, which then gives us back the geo coordinates. So when my producer goes out on the road, he can open up his dashboard and he can say, hey, I've got four or five clients around where I am right now. Let me go and visit those folks. Yep, do a drop by. That's right. Do Just a drop to say by. hello. Because you're trying to save that person time. And again, it's it changes who you're hiring in the insurance space some because you're now looking for people that are creative problem solvers that have an awareness of the technolo technological capabilities that are out there. They might not know all the nuance, but they, the person who says, I know this can be solved, I just don't know how to do it, and they do 20 minutes of Google search, then come back, if we combine these three APIs, we can solve this problem. Just like the vision API thing that, that Steve was talking about. I mean, there's four primary vision APIs out there right now, Azure, AWS, Clarify, and Sighthound. And all of them are free. And and just with a little bit of code, you can you can go and start using that. So say that you wanted to say, hey, take a picture of my car and identify the make, model, color, and then the insurance premium uptick that gets on that. That's something that you could do to be a compelling experience for your customers. Would that bring more customers to you? Does that tie you closer to them? Does that make them think that you're more advanced? I mean, I think all of those are positives that push you in that direction. So I suspect some people are thinking, wow, this is just like years away. Yeah, I, I know. That's the challenge, though. And it's, it's not, right is it? It's right here, right now. And I tell you what, I'm constantly astounded. Sometimes, you know, it'll be a Friday night and I'll be like, ah, what can I do tonight? You know, I mean, really. <laughs> and of course, the geek that you are. That's right. That's you think, right. Uh, what kind of program can I create? Well, it's like I see all these people doing cool stuff with vision. And I'm like, I'll never be able to do that. And so then I Google a little bit and I look. And in, in every API, there's documentation, right? So typically, it's going to be whatever the service name is, documentation. <clears throat> and then good APIs have, you know, five or ten different languages. And that would be Python, Node, Go. You okay, know, geek all, out, geek out. All, all these right, different okay. stuff. Everybody listening, just take a deep breath. But there, there are different programming languages that have different complexity levels. But they give you very specific examples on how to leverage this. And so what I would do is I would take that. And I might take all four of them and see which one's the easiest to get to accomplish something. And I'll be like, all right, that was super cool. I sent a picture in and it told me that I was smiling. I was neat to be able to see that. Exactly. And now the question is, what problem can I use this to solve that, in the agency? That's right. right. Not just that it's cool and neat, because right. I love that too. That's I'm right. with you on that one. 
but I want everybody to think about, okay, what problems could that solve? You know, back to your example of identifying from a picture, make model of a car. That's right. Okay, that, now, that's really, in one side of my brain, way out there. Right. On the other side of my brain, you said it, is how can I engage? Hey, this is the information we have. Is that correct? Right. So now I'm engaging back and forth in a conversation with somebody and not asking them to tell me all the information, asking them to verify what I've been able to find out. That's exactly correct. And I mean, you know, it's funny because as you become aware of these, you have different ideas. And I get shot down by my my management team a lot, right? I was like, look, we can build an employee engagement tester and we can put a camera up on the desk and in the in the central area and every time somebody walks by we could tell if they're smiling or not (laughs) and if they were smiling and if we had a higher percentage of smiling people then we were had an engaged workforce and my manager said well that's big brother as heck (laughs) so we're not we're not doing that but the fact that the capability is there that's all you really need to understand is what are the capabilities because i think technology today and moving forward is going to be Do I have an awareness of the problems in the agency that the agency faces? And do I have an awareness of the solutions and the possibilities that I can do? Because if you have those two things, then all you have to do is have the focus to be able to either get the resources that you need or just do a little exploration and and fix those problems. Okay, so let's talk about the elephant in the room. Agency management systems. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's that's a problem. So there are a number of systems that have some form of API. Uh, and, and I guess I will ask you, just because they say they have an API, does that mean much? No, because I think the API has to be pretty well-defined and what... So so first, the question is, do you have an API? Yes, we do. But if the only thing that API does is I can send in a zip code and you're going to send me back the, the, the city, that's not very useful. Right mm-hmm. now, there's, a, but if it says yes, you can upload policies through our API. You can download policies through our API. You can change data. So at, at once you start understanding, okay, you have an API. Now let's see if the capabilities are are useful. You and know? and um, if I understand correctly, what data does the API allow me to access? That's right. In my management system. That's right. For example. That's right. right? Yeah. If um, I can issue a cert going through three web pages, can I issue that same cert with a click of a button through an API, right? right. If if I can upload an Excel spreadsheet through, you know, through three or four web pages, can I can I create a mechanism for my staff to be able to do that more quickly more through quickly. their API? So it is like Sajita they, they they use a very old style of API web service called SOAP. Um, and what you can do through that is relatively limited. It doesn't give you full carte blanche access to everything it does in the system. It allows you to do policy upload, allows you to do client upload, but you need to understand what what you're able to do with those APIs. And again, the point of talking about this is to start helping you think through solutions to problems. That's right. Right? And not waiting for your management system vendor or the carrier or some other third party to come up with the solution for you, but you are able now to think through, okay, here's the problem, here's some solutions, how can we get the data, access them, and where is it, and then what can we do with the data without our own agency broker systems that that can provide the dashboard or the information or, you know, I think your example earlier of the sales call, right, real-time access, I mean, that that could have a real value to an agency. 
but you need the data to be able to do the dashboard, et cetera. That's right. That's right. And, and in some cases, you can, like, we, we've created some hooks into our collaboration software for our agency management system. Our agency management system didn't have those hooks built into it, but we did extraction of data, and then people could access that wherever they were, mm -hmm. right? And so I just think fundamentally, it's like you said. You want to arm yourself with as many options to solve problems as you can that are not just increase headcount, right? And, and there's a multitude of solutions out there today that that is not just increase headcount. It's it's including APIs. It includes outsourcing. You just need to be aware as an individual in the insurance industry what's out there because I think so often we're kind of behind the curve. Yeah, I agree with that. And and, and let me just talk about a couple of the vendors in terms of what I'm aware of 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 their access to API again you'd have to find out exactly what that means. Uh, applied systems, I do know uh, agencies can have access. Third-party vendors is a much more tightly controlled, uh, but agency, and there is a fee involved, so you need to check with them. Um, Vertifor with AMS 360, and, and Ryan's already uh, talked about Sajita. Benefit Point has it. You have Benefit to pay point, for it. You have to pay for yeah. it on, on any of those platforms. So that Which comes back to a business issue with the vendors. Uh, Nexture, X-Dimensional Technologies and their platform does have an API. Again, you pay for it. Who am I missing? Uh, QQ, uh, now part of Vertifor, has an API. It's fairly limited from what I understand, um, but it has something there. And I... Like Tech Canaries out there. Tech, I'm sorry, I should think of that. Tech Canary, because they're built on Salesforce, I'm automatically sorry. have a very well... They, they have applications like the App Store does for, and so, you know, when you look at Tech Canary, you got to look beyond just, does it replicate what I do today? What problems will it solve for you tomorrow where you don't have to code, where you don't have to build, where you can say, hey, this is a problem. Oh, there's something out there. Here's a little money. Figure out how to implement it, put it in your workflow and move forward. And there are thousands of Salesforce developers oh, yeah. that you can hire on a project basis mm -hmm. to do something that solves a problem within your own organization. And you could resell it. And you could resell it, That's become right. a vendor. That's right. Um, just remember customer service with software can be a... Uh, it's, a it's a different it, game. Yeah, it's a, it's different, a different game. game. Um, and we had talked in an earlier episode about texting. So with Salesforce, if you wanted to add a texting solution, there are probably multiple about solutions 50. Yeah, that yeah. you could add into the Salesforce platform based on what you need, not waiting for Tech Canary to develop something. Well, and I think it's a cool use case. Like, you know, a buddy of mine moved to Salesforce and I moved to Tech Canary off of Sajita. And one of the things that their consumers wanted was the option to text. So the guy said, well, okay, well, you know, we'll charge you three bucks on your annual premium if you want to opt into the texting, right? Well, heck, it only cost him, you know, 50 cents per user for the texting. So he automatically now is making $2.50 on the premium and he turns his tech, you know, department into something that could actually drive profit, you know? And so those kind of capabilities are... Like you said, I think so many people look at that and are like, oh, man, we're so far away from that. But it's one of those things you've just got to get involved with, kind of see the capabilities. And I think going to something like a Zapier.com and just looking through all the different integrations, because so many applications today are just mashups of APIs. Yeah, that's all are. it is. Well, and I say Zapier, Zapier. Whatever the right pronunciation. Steve's probably right. <laughs> I, I don't know. Whatever the right pronunciation is, <coughs> they uh, just crossed in January of this year uh, 1,000 different platforms. Mm -hmm. 
Now, a lot of them you haven't heard of, a lot of them are out there, but again, new stuff that they want people to use, back to what Ryan said earlier. You know, agency management system vendor, carrier, uh, very limited in terms of APIs, Mm -hmm. in your experience? Absolutely, right Yeah, I think as agents, as your impact on carriers would be APIs. I mean, I I think that could be a huge benefit to the industry and certainly agents and brokers, the more that can happen. I I don't hold my breath in the near future, but uh, I think there's unlimited potential and capability if we had access to some of that data. What I know is this right now today in your organizations, in your agencies, there's processes that are costing you time and money where with a little exploration and a little resource allocation, you could remove and remedy that permanently. You know, if that's a human task that's being done today, that that, that human just doesn't have any idea that it could be automated, or if it was something far more advanced. Um, But there are problems right now that you face every day that if you just spend some time looking around at the different integrations, you may be able to be like, oh, wow, I can hook those three things together. Who knew? Yeah, who knew? And, and no code. No code. Right. And that's the key. I think that's that, the key. Right. Because it did. is that drag and drop idea of yep. putting pieces together. We were we were able to create a, a incident tracking system with no code with a form product, Zapier, and then SQL. SQL. Yep. yep. That means it flights it into there. Real quick, you also created something with Ask Kodiak, didn't you? I did. I did. So Ask Kodiak is awesome. Um, if you don't know them, you should. They are a, uh, they're a platform that allows carriers to come and show their products for lines of business, the coverage options that they have and the limits and all that good jazz in one place. It's centralized marketing for your agency. You can also upload your own stuff there. And so um, using Twilio's API and Ask Kodiak's API, I was able to create a texting app that allowed anybody, any producer, any person in our agency to be able to get the information from Ask Kodiak. So they put in an AIC code, SIC code. And it was cool because when I was working with Ask Kodiak, they didn't have a search involved yet. And so I went back to those owners and I said, hey, I'm building the search algorithm. And they said, oh, we'll do it. And so within like three hours, they had the search created where I could just come back and it made it so easy through the API. And the API just, when you think about it, it's one system sending formatted data to another system that expects a a type of return. A certain type of format of data. Of of return data. That's all it is. And so it's really just learning how to send it, how to receive it. Um, But yeah, I mean, Ask Kodiak is a cool company. Any of those companies that are building APIs, I'm trying to take advantage of because I want to show them, hey, there is an appetite for this. Yep. You know? Yep. And I think that's what's needed. So... Hopefully this conversation hasn't been too geeky for you, but has um, opened your mind an idea that APIs certainly are technical. But they're solutions. But they're solutions. And that's really what I hope you come away from this particular episode with thinking now, what are the problems that I want a solution to? And are there APIs out there that can help me solve that problem? And so often we get stuck because we don't even think about having another solution to it. It's always headcount or it's always been this process. (coughs) Today, I think you have got to be aware of the options that you have. Those agencies that succeed and thrive, they are aware. When you look at the ones that are held on high as gleaming kind of industry icons, they're the ones out there taking advantage of these APIs in ways that we haven't thought of yet. 
Well, this is Steve Anderson with Ryan Deeds, and this is The Digital Broker. Thanks for listening in to us on this latest episode. If you have any questions or comments, feel, feel free to contact us. And by the way, if you'd like this episode, go ahead and leave us a review on um, iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. That always helps uh, get the word out. Thanks for listening. Thanks a bunch. This has been another episode of the Digital Broker Podcast with Steve Anderson and Ryan Deeds. Please send us your questions and comments. And if you like what you hear, leave us a review. This podcast is brought to you by NDO Technologies. NDO provides insurance agents and brokers a fully digital application, renewal, and accord submission process, creating a first-rate client experience. With less time needed to collect, rekey, and process applications, agencies using NDO can deliver more value to their clients. To learn more, go to www.useindio.com.